Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Hustle Middle East. Today we have Nikki Mook here. He is the founder of Brap. Now Brap is a very interesting app. You can find it on the App Store right now. It's kind of like a social media for musicians. And uh, what's really interesting about it is that musicians can actually collaborate on the app. So for example, somebody can make the beat and somebody else can play a guitar riff over it. And uh, it's a very collaborative experience. Uh, I met Nikki about uh, a few weeks ago and uh, when I saw the app I was really impressed so uh, I definitely wanted to find out about his journey and share it with you guys. Unfortunately Mamta can't be here for this episode so it's just going to be me and Nikki. Hi right, man so can you tell us a little bit about how you decided to start rap and a little bit about your background. I know you're a musician he's a professional musician guys so uh, a little bit about how you got into that. Sure. Sure. Um yeah, where to start? Um prior to Brat was working for some years as a guitarist. Okay. Professionally? Um, professionally. Um yeah, and you know, and you know, as a guitarist you sort of you, I was I was very lucky. I got to travel a lot, play in a lot of different places with a lot of different kinds of musicians. And uh along the way I ended up moving to Dubai from London. Okay. Um and um and that was where you know i really felt the sort of the the way the music industry really actually is only in a few places for some reason i always thought you know the the industry is globally like it is in london and mm-hmm. places young places young cities like dubai are the anomaly but i soon realized that it's entirely the other way around outside of a few sort of key cities and places in the world if you are a a musician and you know have some talent it's very hard to reach people it's very hard to get into you know any particular scene and that's sort of what got us started yeah absolutely man i remember when i first uh, when i was in college we were in a band you know and uh, i like singing and and playing the guitar as well but you can really see a future in music there's no industry in in dubai in fact back then there weren't even like bars and stuff that you could play at because you know you need a permit to play music anywhere professionally in dubai and uh, i remember just back then like the scene had started opening up a little bit there were a few bars that would let new uh, you know uh, artists come on and play for a little bit places like the music room and things like that So it was kind of growing but yeah no, nothing at the scale of like any other city like London or New York. Or yeah and and that's the LA. core thing. Yeah. D- Dubai isn't the anomaly. London, LA, New York, I guess Nashville and a handful of other places but only a handful of other places are the anomaly. Yeah. There is almost everywhere else in the world is a lot more like here. Mm-hmm. Um and that was that was you know and I that's always been one of one of the biggest things there is talent everywhere in the world and not that many ways for them to break out and support it i know lots of excellent artists from here and you know basic example is my big brother in his group foreign beggars okay. you know when they were starting out you know i mean he's from here but you he needed to be in london mm. to do everything he could to be there so we could get on the scene get you know playing at drum and bass events and then on to other events and other events and create the brand and 
the, the band, the brand, start the label and all that stuff. Right. You know, things are definitely changing here and there's more talent here today than there has ever been. Um, and there is a lot more of a live scene, but there's still not an industry. Yeah. Not the same. We're not publishing companies. Yeah. Major record labels are interesting, but it's more about importing and monetizing external yeah. talent than supporting internal talent and taking it elsewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, I guess you saw uh, the need for a platform, right? To encourage more artists to put their stuff out there? Yeah. Or I, I be mean, discovered? I think it, I mean, with, with Brap, it's really about that, that, that super early stage. Um, you know, it's, it's not this solution that we're overcoming all, all, all the issues of the industry, but it is opening a new way for people to connect and collaborate. And that's important. Um, you know, and, and we've seen lots of people come, come on the app, connect with each other, record on each other's stuff. And you could see it in the comments like, yo, I love what you do. Uh, how can I send you tracks? What country are you in? Let's let's put out a record. And they go on to put a record out together and take a step in their careers. And that's a beautiful thing for us. That's amazing, man. So um, how did the journey from musician to technology company happen? Like what was what happened over there? Uh, uh -huh. How was that experience? Um I didn't have any gray before. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. No, it's it's a beautiful thing. If you if I mean learning curve, it's it's not, it's like a brick wall. It's not so much of a curve, but it's a beautiful thing to be learning. Um, and I'm very lucky. When I, you know, prior to this, I started focusing on technology. When I came back to Dubai, I was looking at ways to change the way distribution was. Mm -hmm. So. Um, my my family were all musicians. My oldest brother had put out a track with Skrillex. Okay. And I'd put out a track with this artist in London called Neeraj Chug. And mm -hmm. he writes this beautiful world music stuff. And he was in the iTunes world music charts in the UK. And I was excited. He's like, the track's out. It's there. I couldn't listen to it. I'm sitting here in, you know, in Jumeirah mm -hmm. where I record this stuff. And I'm like, I can't even listen to it. My big bro has put out a massive hit with Skrillex. Okay. And we're like, and he's in charts in the States, like the, the bigger charts. And I'm like, we can't even listen to the music that we write because there wasn't the distribution mechanisms at the time. This is okay. this is some years ago. So I started focusing. I was like, hang on. But now you'd be able to on like Spotify or now, something. Yeah, Spotify's just come here. Apple yeah. Music is here, but their catalog is 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 catching up and it's growing. But Things have changed drastically. Now, obviously, the catalogs are becoming far more readily available. In okay. these places, Spotify is launched. Apple Music is here. So things are changing, mm -hmm. um, which is which is great on the distribution thing. And, and that's at that time, I started focusing on how do you change the licensing? And that was a that was a problem that is you need huge infrastructure, huge, you know, you need Apple Google style. Yeah. Um, you know, reach to be able to to make those kind of changes, mm -hmm. and and they have been happening, which is a really great thing. Um, but you know, so after spending a few years in that, and I actually went to Cupertino and met the head of iTunes, which was frightening oh, really? as, as a soul ranger, as it were, to present this concept. I realized in that moment that if I'm going to make a positive change. Yeah, it's gonna not. It's not gonna be a top-down change. It's gonna be a bottom-up. 
Mm-hmm. So literally the next day I flew back here to Dubai and I was like, hang on, what can we do um, to break some of these barriers between people bottom up? What can we do as a few dudes in, you know, in a garage style mm-hmm. with, with a handful of pocket money? What, you know, and that's where Brat came from. Okay. So, um, I mean, uh, as soon as you told me about it, I checked it out. Um, you know, I have a technology background myself. I was very impressed with the quality of the app. So you guys have done an excellent job with the user Thank interface. You. Um, you know, it's easy to discover new people. Um, the the whole user experience of recording a song or recording on top of another song is inbuilt into the app, which I thought was very interesting. So it's not your basic app. It's some new tech that you guys had to build along the way. So, so uh, do you have like a technology co-founder, or did you outsource it? Like, how did how did that happen? Um, both, both. Okay. So, um, the the first thing, you know, when when started, you know, beating up this core idea, mm-hmm. you know, when I came back, and it was, um, you know, a lot of it came together very quickly. I was building another app at the time called the Making Music app that helps um, people who write music basically just get their ideas down very quickly. So there's a recording mechanism and an app with multiple layers. Um, you know, it's it's voice notes mm-hmm. 2.0, what, what you'd want as a musician, just to be able to record on top and have some rhythms. And I was speaking to one of my brothers out here, um, Preetham, he taught me how to play guitar, and he was like, okay. what about if you put this mechanism together with, the ability to collaborate and so on and 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 change the licensing scenario so that people can collaborate with each other that don't know each other and so on. And this idea sort of just happened very quickly that night. Okay. One of those one of those all nights where it all just sort of fell together. So it's just figuring out how it would all how it all work. And then, you know, the next day I went to see my oldest brother Pavan in London mm-hmm. um, and basically just put this whole thing on his desk said like let's do this okay um and he was like yes <laughs> um and you know big you know he he's in his group foreign beggars but he also runs a publishing company and a record label and okay. an artist management agency managing other artists and you know he, he sort of brought the concept that he took that collaboration concept further he was like this is cool, but you don't want a bank of beats. You want anyone to be able to upload beats yeah. because that's where it gets interesting. So we said, all right, let's just lock ourselves away for a minute and figure out how that would translate into an interface and a user experience and, and all that stuff. Because if it doesn't, it has to work legally, technically, and yeah. usability-wise and, and, and every other possible way. I think the, the, the copyright thing is quite challenging, right? Because, I mean, I, do you think you guys are like competing with something like SoundCloud or do you think you're something else? Like you're oh. a collaborative music platform versus a distribution channel, correct? Or you're both? Y- yes. I mean, I wouldn't say we're a distribution channel. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the content that people create on here, it is distributed to their followers and so on. But you wouldn't call Instagram a distribution channel per se. For music, uh, it is for, dist- not for music, at, as, at, uh, especially. Yeah, you know, um, but you can reach a lot oh, with you, Instagram. A- yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
sorry, can I, I'm just going to jump back to the previous question sure, about sure. The, the technology. Yeah. So you asked if I, if there's a technical co-founder. Yeah. Um, and yes, so, so Pavan was the, the first call, the second and, and, th and, and third happened all together in that same week. Um, it was, I spoke to a guy called Levent, an old friend. Mm -hmm. He was working at, um, it's, it's jumping out of my brain for a moment, um, <laughs> at a company called Log Me In. Okay. Um, and they were building some really advanced IoT stuff and he was doing really well. And I basically said, can I take you for a pizza? Okay. And, um, presented this idea and I presented many ideas to him over the years with, with the previous project. And just because he's the technical brain, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not an engineer background sure. at all. Um, and you know, and he said, you know what, I will, I'll come on you, I'll come on this journey with you. I will, you know, let's, let's do this. This is a okay. beautiful thing. Um, so he came on board and we started mapping out the actual architecture of it. He built the entire cloud infrastructure which everything is sort of built on yeah and we ha and we brought in outsource guys to do the ios app and the recording components and the, okay. the, the code and we'll come to that stuff and and the other guy is a guy from here riot hider okay um uh he's he's very sneakily a wonderful musician but he, <laughs> but he, he he's he's quiet about it but he's an incredible designer and i'd worked with him before right and i was just like I, you know, I, I called him and said, Hey, can I, can I show you this thing? <laughs> and, and he was just like, this, this is cool. And that was, there was four of us and we said, let's, you know, let's get to it. Yeah, definitely cool. And, uh, and, uh, you guys did an excellent job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's an adventure. So, um, so yeah, there's some tricky elements to your technology, right? You have, um, cloud infrastructure. So everything that's recorded gets uploaded up to the cloud, um, can you share details about what kind of cloud are you guys using like AWS or? Yeah. 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 We, we're using AWS and Heroku and generally Amazon, a lot of Amazon's infrastructure, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and you know, and then there's, there's various other components, the way the search system is built, the way that the, the algorithm for the um for the home feed is built because mm -hmm. there's reposting but you can't repost your own stuff you can't keep reposting other stuff within um okay. certain time frames and and the way that you know the charts feeds works and stuff mm -hmm. um but but more more than the the sort of database side of it there is the the recording mechanism which is really complex okay so when somebody uploads a beat to brat People upload beats either via the app or the website, and they might. And you know, there's there's a there's a number of different formats okay. in in which you know uh, audio formats in which people can do it. So we we compress that so it's all the same. We we we, we just that we um and we give them the ability to choose the start and end points because it's only up to a minute long. Okay. So they could choose exactly what part of the, of the thing that they want people to record on to check out and stuff. And then when it comes to recording the videos, there is there's multiple layers because you need to hear the beat in real time mm -hmm. and be performing on top, but you're recording audio and video. And then right. after 
to there's a synchronization issue right yeah and that that's complicated because you have software and hardware driven parts in there yeah and you have to you know and it works per device and so on um lucky we got excellent engineers that we worked with for a long time before we built you know the home feed and and a lot of the the ui stuff yeah our first piece was like with all the you know all the money that we could get together mm-hmm. let's see can can we find a way to to draw this up legally so that it can work for people and can we prove the technology works mm-hmm. so before we built everything else we we built that recording mechanism so you know you you adjust that audio latency video latency and stitch it all together yeah um and then you can adjust, you know, uh, delays, reverbs, EQs and stuff on the recorded channel and get your mix with the beat. Oh, I didn't even see that. You can do EQ on it yeah. post-recording? Post-recording because you've got to make sure you sound good and also that you look good. So there's video filters in yeah. there and and share it out. And for the user, it, I mean, we expect Instagram, Snapchat style fluidity in the interface the right. functionality, um, and we wanted to keep it that simple. Yeah, I think you've, uh, you, I think you've achieved it. So, um, for you guys who are listening at home, if you if you look at Brap, it kind of looks like Instagram when yeah. you open it up, and um, there's like videos of people singing mostly or playing the guitar or playing an instrument i think mostly rapping rapping yeah a lot of them are rapping and uh, they're playing over beats right so uh, so those components are stitched together so somebody finds a beat that they like which looks like audio waveform they click on it they say i want to record a video they listen to the beat and they rap over it or they play over it and that's how it works and um yeah, it's, it's, so if you think about it, it's kind of like a mix between Instagram and TikTok maybe a little bit. And uh, yeah, so and it all works very fluidly and, and very nice. So good job, guys. So um, so have you seen any uh, major collaborations come out of this? Um, major is in... Like have you seen in, anything getting published or getting popular? Oh, oh we've we've seen lot lots of artists that have connected on here and put records out together. Okay. Um and it's very cool. There was one producer. Um I haven't met him, but we we've connected a bit. His name is L R D. Okay. Uh he's put up hundreds of beats, hundreds of productions, and he's met and he's put out I mean, he's put out tracks with at least ten, fifteen artists he's found on Brap. Oh wow. And just been like, you know, and done albums mixtapes and all kinds of stuff with that which is really cool yeah um so how did you guys navigate this uh legal issue that you had of copyright and things like that how does the copyright work on brap yeah it's actually it's actually quite simple um you know so before jumping in it did like a deep dive on the sort of legal that setup of YouTube and Instagram and SoundCloud and so on. Mm-hmm. And may, and I just wanted to make it very simple and very plain English. Uh, and it works like this. If you upload your beat, you have to upload your own productions, your own copyright to Brap. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, you grant anyone else, anyone else, anywhere else in the world, a license to use the Brap app to record on top. Okay. Um, and because it's this short form one one minute video content that's that's created, um, it's not it's not stuff that people are going to 
you know, you're not going to release that onto Spotify and so on, or mm -hmm. try to do anything in your own. The copyright in the video is technically owned part by the producer and part by the the artist who recorded on top, mm -hmm. and it all stays within the platform. And okay. Brap holds no copyright, and that's a really important thing that some mm -hmm. platforms try to sneak their way into. If you put it here, we can do this, we can do that. We absolutely, I mean, we're artists, so we built it with that in mind. Yeah, so uh, so even you guys can't use a Brap video to promote your own app? We could use it for, for the promotion of Brap. Of, of the platform and mm -hmm. to demonstrate how it works. But okay. we can't monetize that, and that's okay. really important. And and the main thing about rap is is about people connecting mm -hmm. and then taking their things further. So you see people say like, "Drop me an email," and yeah. then come to my studio, and then we'll 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 take it up a notch because the stuff you create in rap it sounds great, it looks great, but it's not studio quality. It's not. It's and, and it's not supposed to be. The whole yeah. point is, it's about like, yo, I got an idea, I'm gonna jam this out. You know, you're doing it with your iPhone headphones. Yeah. All right, cool. So since you guys don't own copyrights to any of the songs or anything like that, how do you guys plan to monetize the platform or is there any plan for monetization at all? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. There's um there's sort of there's two sides to to brap. Mm -hmm. Um one is the app and the platform. Um we we plan to monetize that a bit later on with with a few new features with the messenger and and other pieces that are coming along. So like a Brap Pro or something. Yeah, okay. but what we won't do, they, we we sort of created strict guidelines for that piece that we that we that we're building later on, in that we won't monetize anything that that creates a barrier to collaboration and creation. Okay. So we won't add um, nicer filters that people would have to pay for because at the end of the day, we want them to create the best stuff they can. So whatever we can build that can help them create stuff, mm -hmm. we'll do that. We don't put those barriers there, but stuff that, um, you know, as we create, um, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about the, the future, um, mm -hmm. developments, but stuff that can help them professionally Okay. outside of the, the actual creation parts of the app, we can monetize that. Okay. Um, and we've got a nice roadmap for that. But the other much larger piece that focused on monetization is the other, like we sort of, BRAP is two things. It's it's BRAP the platform and BRAP records. Okay. Um, and we, we haven't touched on that so much. But um, it's basically what we've done with BRAP is now um, create a platform that's highlighting talent all over the world. Right. And um, we've seen users in over a hundred and something countries come on um without without any marketing. We haven't told anyone. We've gave it to a few artists in London and saw how it worked and you know, and it's just naturally grown, which is really nice. And music music has this beautiful ability to do that. Yeah. Um and and our thing is we have access to so much talent from around the world that you know, we, we we did a little step early on mm -hmm. um, and we plan to really scale it up with, with Brap Records. We start producing content with with these amazing artists. We we did some beat tapes with a bunch of the producers we found okay. and we released and we started shooting one take videos with with a lot of the artists. 
Um, Brilliant. So, so it's a way for you to discover new talent for your record production. Exactly. And, you know, and, and what that does is, you know, when we find someone, we'll produce a video with them or something and, and put it out there. And, and it's really cool because it's just, it, it creates this reach for them. It creates reach for us. Yeah. And as we keep doing it, we're building a larger platform to support artists from further and further places, which is really exciting. Awesome. So uh, speaking of traction, um, so how how's it been going so far? Like how many users do you have? Can you talk about that stuff? Like uh, how yeah, we could been? touch on it a bit. Yeah. All right. Sure. So. Um, yeah. So we, I mean, as I said, we we haven't we haven't marketed anything. Our core focus is all about at this stage in in this this early run is to basically build the core platform mm-hmm. to prove that it works and people and it's useful for people. And as I said, we started by giving it to, you know, five, 10 artists in London, young artists and start pressing, you know, pushing it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I told a few friends here to try it out and see how it is. Now we have over 40,000 users wow. in over a hundred something countries. And, and it's cool. It's cool. That's I mean, awesome. I, you know, I'm seeing rappers come out of Taiwan okay. and singers, you know, in Nigeria and beat makers and from all over. Actually, there was, so my, my oldest brother foreign with his group Foreign Beggars in their last album, they did a thing where they, they, they put out a message on their Facebook saying, put your beats on Brat this weekend mm-hmm. and we want to find new producers for our next record. Okay. Uh, and it was cool because, you know, we're, we're all connected and stuff. And they had about 700 beat makers come through oh, in a couple brilliant. of days from all over the world. And they found, they found, you know, and they did a Facebook Live listening session and they were just listening to beats. And it was really cool, you know, watching it because it's just like, you know, it's wonderful because we don't know who these artists are. We don't know who these producers are. Yeah. And they're, they're in London at their studio and, and, Bavon played this one beat and he was like this kid Bangsy yeah. is amazing it's like I want this guy on the record so they you know they he hit him up in the comments said yo where are you like let's get in touch you know with this kid this dude 19 years old in Sharjah <laughs> of all places I, I kid you not nice. like, he's like he's like I'm in a place called Sharjah have you heard of it? it's like Bro, I'm from Dubai. <laughs> I know where you are. Yeah. So a couple of weeks later, he was here. We connected with him. This guy has produced so many beats, so much incredible music. It's so exciting. He produced the entire Last Beggars album, including their single with Rag and Bone Man. Oh, really? And, and a whole lot of other artists. And it's just like, you know, and since then, Pavan's been managing him and helping him get started with a whole bunch of other releases. And it was just like... You know, as much as that was internal, that was like a self-high five moment because yeah. that's it. I was that 19-year-old kid yeah. in Jumeirah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, you know, and it's really cool. That is really cool, man. So how many out of the 40,000 that you got, it's all word of mouth, which is brilliant. Uh, how how many do you think are active users? Do you see a lot of traction on your platform? And if you do, how do you manage to uh, pay for it all? Yeah, it's uh, so what we what we did. I mean, so in a month, it, it's fluctuating between the activity between five and fifteen percent active users. Okay, monthly. And what we uh, what we did at the beginning is well, first we did 
our funds to prove the platform until launch. And mm-hmm. then we did a friends and family round. Okay. Um, and just keep things, as I said, we haven't, we don't spend on acquisition. Right. We, what, what we've really focused on is, is showing that it works mm-hmm. and, and understanding the data to build our roadmap. Yeah. So seeing, seeing the things that are working, seeing the things that are not build, test, throw mm-hmm. it out the window, retest, find some new stuff. And yeah. what we've done now is built this extensive roadmap. For, okay. um, and it's, you know, it's actually only a handful of key features that we want to build, but they're kind of bigger pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then all the other stuff, the sort of roadmap on the rap records side. Yeah. Um, and basically just created this plan. So, so are you guys looking to raise funds? Yeah. That's, okay. the, that's the next step. So I'm in talks with a handful of people. Okay, cool. So it's, it's going to be a seed round. Yeah, that you're raising. Okay, it's, it's interesting. So because I speak to people in the states, people in the UK and, and Europe, and mm-hmm. even to some Asian investors and and some people out here and some family offices, the 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 word seed and Series A and stuff it all means very different things to very to different people. Sure, but you know, I mean, I I consider it seed. Yeah, um, I mean, if it's your first round of funding, it should be a seed fund. Yeah. Seed round, yeah. Yeah. So friends and family could be pre-seed. Yeah, it's, pre-seed. It's, it's all just it's all just names. We want to build a business. And Do you guys know how much you want to raise? Yeah, between uh, two and five million pounds. To okay, put cool. the teams together. Yeah, I think that's a good number, man. I mean, you yeah. need that much if you want to grow any kind of yeah social platform. Not just that, and it really is about you know you talked about our technology and the strength behind it yeah. um you know we, between us now we have a lot of experience in the space we don't like we want a-list coders and mm-hmm. engineers and data scientists mm-hmm. and even on the production side you can do a lot with a little today yeah but it's really it's all about bums on seats you mm-hmm. need you know and and i i say this about my co-founders about our gang of investors so far and everyone else you want to have smarter people around you yeah um and i'm lucky i'm mm-hmm. lucky that i i i do mm-hmm. i have and i plan to okay you know all, all the way along the line awesome so you guys right now are ios only right yes. and uh, so you decided not to go for android right now was a thought process behind that was it like an mvp thing what, what was the idea over um, that well, actually, there, there was multiple reasons. Um, one is MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, when we started, we're like, we've got X amount of funds, mm-hmm. and we need to prove that this this can work and be useful. So it definitely made sense to focus on one platform, not two, because a lot of the the audio and and video code is is complex. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, you don't want to spend that much t- twice and right. without knowing that yes, this is cool and this works, and you know, and, and it's actually useful for people. The other side, um, why we chose iOS over Android at the time, mm-hmm. um, was was to do with Android's audio capabilities. Um, okay. Technical reasons. Yeah. So okay. iOS was built basically off the osx framework yeah. which always which has always been very advanced with with audio capabilities core audio yeah. yeah yeah um android android wasn't built like that and in in the lowest levels um of of the operating system um but it's you know in their in the more recent years they i mean 
iOS was here and Android was here, but Android caught up so very quickly over these years. Yeah. Um, that now, but even even today, it's mostly the the newer handsets mm-hmm. and the the newer operating systems that could handle this kind of um, a platform working. Yeah, uh, Android's kind of always had that issue, which is fragmentation of user base. Like if you see how many Android phones out there, it's a huge number. But when you see how many of them are the latest device or with running the latest operating system and can handle all the features of your app, it starts getting pretty small pretty quick. So I understand what you're talking about. Um, Do you think there are more musicians on iOS than there are on Android? Um, there are more musicians maybe in a handful of countries. And I feel like that is an assumption. That's a reasonable assumption because most of the music comes out that we hear about comes out of, you know, a handful of countries, you know, the UK and, and, and France and the U S and Canada and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, and these are really big iOS markets, but you know, you're Indian. Yeah. Um, go walk walk along the streets in Bombay and ask ask people how many people sing. Yeah, I think everybody. I think maybe one out of a hundred will say no, I don't sing. <laughs> you know, and I mean that, that's an extreme example, I know, yeah. but there is it's it's just mis misrepresented. There is there is so much talent everywhere in the world, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people just don't even don't even consider it as an option in their life. Mm-hmm. because of the, the realities of where they live right. um, and circumstances. But I would say, uh, no, because there are, what, nine plus Android phones compared to every one iOS phone? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the music industry is changing a lot. Like, you see a lot of YouTube artists these days uh, coming out and becoming huge. I think Justin Bieber started that way, right? Yeah, that's right. So, um, really interesting thing I wanted to talk to you about is... Um, the you know the introduction of social media and how it's changed music or the, the music industry so very recently i read the story about little nash uh, nash x if i'm remembering correctly so uh, he he made the song uh, old town road and uh, he he actually spoke about it later so it was a super viral hit it was one of those songs that was playing all over instagram people were doing like funny videos with it they were doing memes with it and it's like this country western rap song and uh, it's got a really nice beat very catchy and uh, but what he did was he actually um, you know introduced it as a meme on reddit consciously like he would spend hours and hours uh, you know, creating these funny videos with his music at the back of it and then putting them out as memes on Reddit and Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. And eventually it actually caught on and like people started, uh, you know, using his song in memes and uh, then eventually the song went super viral and then Billy Ray Cyrus, who's a very famous country musician, uh, approached him and said, oh, this sounds cool. Like, let's do a, a cover together. And now he's... Now he's like a huge musician in the U.S. But what do you think of that whole idea about how musicians are now using social media in like different ways to like promote their music and things like that? Yeah, uh, big topic. I think I think social media media has changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it's changed politics, it's changed business, it's changed, it's changed fashion, it's changed, you know, pretty much everything. And in music, um, you know, it's it's a tool, and you know, in, and it's a way of, of reaching people. In you know, this story, I've I've just heard of it mm-hmm. now. But if if you, I mean, that's gaming success. Yeah. That, that was gaming gaming the internet for for success and and you know what and that works and it yeah. it, it it works i mean that his goal was to get more listeners and get up the charts and and become a success yeah. um you know nothing to do with with the music itself he played the game to win and he won yeah you know and there are you know and that you know or you know hats off to that <laughs> i mean <laughs> totally yeah. separate from the music i mean there's so many wonderful wonderful incredible musicians around the world today that yeah. either you know don't don't do any of this stuff don't don't put yeah. any attention to social media and so on and the the game has changed you know sad for better or worse it's so, changed so my question to you as a as a professional musician is do you think it's required now like to be a famous artist as or a musician do you think you need to know the social media game i mean like every every famous artist in recent times like post malone or you know any of these guys they they heavily leverage social media for their for their popularity and their music and i mean that's how they come up the charts right honestly unless you happen to have um huge backing and teams that are doing it for you mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not front and center at social media you you cease to exist yeah. in in your fans minds because today we're more connected than ever before you know and you know and just through our devices you you put something you put something on instagram or twitter and stuff and and your fans the people that care about you that make you a success can engage yeah and you know if you don't do that they're engaging with somebody else yeah all right man i think uh, we're going to wrap up this interview super interesting to hear about uh, your story of rap uh, all the best uh, thank you Thanks i'm sure me. you guys are going to do uh, amazing stuff with it it already looks brilliant and i can't wait to see the new features and uh, hopefully you guys are launching on android soon as well uh, it's in the pipeline no specific dates all right guys if you guys want to check it out uh you can i'll leave a link in the description you can go click on it it's available on ios and hopefully in the future on android and you can check out the website as well they have a web version where you can see what it looks like uh do you have any advice for founders looking to you know start their own company um what would you advise or, or thinking Ooh. of starting an app like this yeah Wait, how how long how long have I got? That's a that's a big question. Um, Take your time, man. On, honestly, I mean, there, 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 there's a few things. Um, you know, be be clear with the vision because you you need to. I will say you because it's it's a roller coaster mm-hmm. where you're excited and you're frightened in huge proportions at the same time all the time. Um, you know, I would say one thing, check out the videos at startupschool.org. That's a, a course that was set up by Y Combinator. Yeah, and there's, I've seen and, it. And the, the, those videos are open and that there's invang- invaluable information there about how to set up a company, how to do things like vesting shares to make sure you protect the company and protect 
all the the people involved your not Super just your important. investors um but also your your co-founders and stuff because at the end of the day it's all led by people yeah i would say um uh, so just to clarify uh what vesting shares are basically when you have a couple of co-founders in your company and um, you know sometimes some of them might leave or maybe they'll work with you for six months and then they'll be gone. And if they own a significant share of your company, then you're kind of stuck. So vesting means that they'll earn equity over time, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So so you, you lessen the risk of uh, having a non-performing co-founder or a non-interested co-founder owning a large chunk of your company. Exactly. And, and circumstances always change. You know, you might start a company with someone and then you know, you're into either, you know, you might not be around, they might not be around, they might, you know, have a few kids suddenly and need to focus on other things, but it's not good for for yourself or your your investors or create a labor protection for them if someone owns 50% and they're not involved anymore. So you really want to, and the same is if you need to leave for your own personal reasons, you don't want to be a drag on the success of the company yeah. um, for for whoever does take the reins. So that's, that's a really important thing. For me, I think the biggest the biggest thing, particularly if you're in a, you know, in a B2C scenario and something exciting like music in the music space and the app space like Brap is, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have, you know, 20 or so investors and the three co-founders and a handful of, you know, really good advisors. Um, it just means you have, you know, 30 smart people, 30 very smart people, very sharp with very differing experiences on on this one ship with you and the main thing is to keep everyone focused on the you know going in the same direction because obviously something exciting like bribe you could there's a million features you could add there's a million promotions you could run there's there's so many different directions you can take it it's really about being very clear as to where you're going and be willing to constantly learn how to get there yeah because it's constantly changing yeah it's yeah it's very tempting to add a bunch of features to your, to your it's, yeah. it's, it's exciting right like oh i'm gonna add this feature and that feature but it can be cost intensive and yeah i would say i'd actually say one one more thing be very in tune with your with your users both mm-hmm. on the data side and on the on the sort of more human side where just speak to them right speak to them all the time see everything that comes through support and and document it so you can actually see what they're feeling because even though i'm an artist mm-hmm. and and you know so i'm working on both sides of the fence um how they actually use it in their context is what's important not how you envision that they'd want to oh yeah Absolutely. Before you leave, I have to make you play for our listeners because he is a very talented professional musician. So can you play something for our listeners? Sure. All right, cool. So we're going to set that up one second. Thank you. 
Thank you for that brilliant performance, guys. If you want to check out uh, Nikki, I'll leave links to his Instagram as well. You can go check out he plays on Instagram, and you can listen to him over there. We leave links for Brap as well. You can go check out the app. We're available on all the podcast platforms. So we are on Apple uh, Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify you name it we're available there if you want to leave us a voice note we actually use anchor to publish this podcast so you can actually go on anchor leave us a voice note and we'll try to include it in one of the future episodes we also did a video version of this podcast on youtube so you can go check us out on youtube if you like and actually see Nikki perform this song on his guitar. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you like and subscribe so you can watch more videos like this one. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Keep on hustling.